0: Hello, Mr. Shane Bruce. How's it going? Good, Anthony. How are you? Pretty good. I'm here in St. Catharines, Ontario, and I understand you're in Colorado right now. I am indeed. And how's that going? Colorado's beautiful. Although uh, my golf game got
1: interrupted with some rain today, but uh, other than that, it's fantastic down here.
0: That's great. Well, it's great to have you on uh, Teuton Talk, and... Um, it's a Friday evening, Friday afternoon for you. And I'm just curious about um well, first I want to just inform our listeners of how I know you. I've known you for years and um, you play a huge role in the business community within Newfoundland and I was doing a documentary called At Humor's Edge about comedy and its cultural relevance in Newfoundland with some major comedians including Mark Critch and Sean Majumder and Premier Danny Williams was in there and uh, Pete Soucy and of course I was uh, aligned with the uh, Newfoundland Screech Comedy Festival where I was able to um, gather and and capture footage for the piece but um, I just wanted to say that it was cool how you came into the mix as an executive producer and it taught me a lot about bridge funding and the necessity for that when it comes to tapping into government funds and also funds through a broadcaster. So I really appreciate your involvement there. And um, and it was, I guess, our first foray in uh, a form of business partnership together. But I uh, just wanted to thank you for that. And also, you've been uh, doing some other uh, executive producing as well. Did you want to just speak a bit about that?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, it was a, a series uh, done through NTV, um, called Open House NL, which uh, was basically just following uh, several realtors throughout their day and, and what they do, and transactionally between uh, dealing with their clients and uh, and you know living a life. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, we did two seasons of six episodes per with a different cast, and uh, I have to say that uh, it was a more involvement with me because I spent on-screen time as well. But what I'd learned from At Humor's Edge, and for the listeners, if they haven't seen what I call your docu-comedy, it's fantastic. And seeing the work that you had done from uh, on-screen to uh, behind-the-scenes was nothing short of spectacular, Anthony, so uh, kudos to you and and your abilities. But it certainly gave me an insight into the world of uh, film or at least local television and uh, uh, I had fun doing uh, other subsequent products uh, and projects to uh, enhance sort of the viewer's view I guess for lack of a better word of, of what a realtor does throughout their their day and their career and, and it isn't an easy job and I've spent over 30 years in that industry so it was uh, nice to be able to tell the story from a from a different uh, perspective and I thought it was received well and uh, I thought production was good and again it was interesting working in the Newfoundland uh, television world.
0: That's great man and um, yeah just as you're speaking there I thinking about some of the challenges I faced um, when I was developing the project and not realizing uh, from a creative standpoint even though things were were solid creatively um, I didn't realize how much uh, I would need practical support in specific ways that could only come from an intermediary uh, between the funders and the the creative side. so so it was really cool to be able to um, have you you know work some magic there and uh, kind of roll with the the punches and roll with the the flow of it. So I think uh, we came up with a good product, and uh, of course it's um, still under license with NTV but um is available through permission from the broadcaster on YouTube. So uh at humor's edge and um that was a great great experience but um I'm just going to segue now into Newfoundland politics because yesterday we had an election in Newfoundland and Premier Dwight wall and the Liberals got a major uh, sorry, a minority which is I understand the first minority since 1971 in Newfoundland. And um, I was just wondering if you could speak a bit about the election and uh, what your point of view is on how it played out. Yeah, you know, I've never taken an active
1: role in uh, politics, and certainly not um, publicly. Although, as many ventures I've done, I've I've had some involvement along the way. It was interesting, of course. I'm in Colorado while it was it was going on, um, and a lot of talk about the the Liberals losing ground and the PCs taking over again, which seems to be somewhat of um, federally uh, what all all the talk is about. Uh, So for a minority, I I think they held their own. I think I read a a couple of stats, and one was that uh, the first-time Premier governing body incumbent had had never lost um, a re-election attempt in Newfoundland, so um, I think Dwight Ball had, history on his side. Uh, so it's still interesting what's going to happen as the, uh, the rest of them, I'm told, are contemplating a, a coalition. Um, but uh, Newfoundland politics is a hot potato. I'm sure they're uh, everywhere. And uh, as I said, I've, I've never been deeply involved in the politics of politics or publicly talking much about it and uh, Newfoundland, there's been a lot going on uh, these past few years, and uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what um, plays out, but I think I'd said to you in sort of a, a preamble prior to doing the two-ton Talk itself that uh, I may take a uh, more vocal piece as time goes on, um, because I do have a lot of opinions, issues, and ideas is about politics, but I've never uh, had the nerve to uh, get involved um, or run, although it's kind of uh, an aspiration at, at one point, and I've done a lot of different business things in my life, and I think politics is a business, and I don't mean from a standpoint of politicians um, getting rich, I, I mean the, the governing of any uh, body, be it a municipality, or province, uh, and the expense that goes with it, let alone the troubles that there are in Newfoundland, which I believe come from a very large space uh, to have to manage service-wise, uh, with the declining, uh, not to mention an aging population, which is putting a drain on on, on the, the, the tax coffers there. And, uh, you know, you get into the, the declining oil price and, and fossil fuels in the future, but I think the bottom line is with the declining population, it is aging, uh, that doesn't bode well for uh, fiscal balancing in the years to come.
0: Certainly, and if you were to get involved in politics actively, um, would you run at the municipal, provincial or federal level? Um,
1: that's a really good question, and I've had some discussions sort of ad hoc with some people who have some experience in that and I always thought you get your feet wet with municipal and and then you move on to there and other people have said well you go for what you want and I jumped said well I want the top position I don't want to sit down uh, in the middle anywhere so uh, I really don't have an answer for that because it was just a uh, as I said a uh, been an ongoing discussion off the record for the last few years, so uh, we'll have to do another talk, and uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll have a better answer.
0: Yeah, and and um, in terms of politics, you've expressed to me some um, ideas, thoughts about uh, mortgage rules and how they relate to um, the different political uh, factions, or, or levels, I should say, of government. Um and specifically small markets. Uh, Do you want to just speak a bit about that? Because I know that's one of your expertise.
1: Yeah, it's sort of near and dear as uh, being in financial services, real estate, being known for uh, the mortgage world. Thirty plus years, um, and yeah, I mean the, the federal government uh, got heavily involved in that, and that wasn't the Liberals, that was the PCs. But it seems to sort of have continued into the current Liberal government, and what they were doing to, I guess, uh, try to stop the price of housing getting uh, too out of whack. And I guess the purpose was uh, the Canadians. Could afford homes, but I don't think it's done what it's intended to do. Nor have I agreed with a blanket policy across the country when the main areas concerned were Toronto and Vancouver. Um, You know, not even to get into most of the recent news about um, you know illegal money being run through B.C. specifically over the last number of years through real estate, but. Uh, in the smaller markets, and I've, I've done a lot of um, articles and interviews on this as part of uh, the Mortgage Association nationally, which is uh, Mortgage Professionals Canada, which I'm a, an active member in. And uh, In the small markets, uh, it hurts because as I said, these blanket policies uh, generally, uh, they're meant to do one And and they often don't, or they do something else, so, you know, when you get into places like St. John's, let alone smaller communities in Newfoundland, and that's mostly what even all of Atlantic Canada is made up with, so uh, it's had a negative uh, effect, and and I guess it was part of the, the government's purpose in doing it. I just don't think it was well thought out, and I don't think they took the proper counsel from the people that know. I even read an article yesterday that uh, that the Bank of Canada is considering uh, some rate decreases now in 2019 because they underestimated the effect that the housing market would have on jobs uh, and the economy as a whole. So I could talk for hours on that, and I'm glad you brought it up. But uh, again, it's I think we could do a whole podcast on, on that kind of stuff. And uh, because it, it certainly has had a negative effect and I know it's a it's an election issue, even with the PC's federally saying the other day that he's considering the lightning back on what's called the mortgage stress test, which is a bit of key, a key driving force of, of causing some problems from qualifying. Uh, from people being able to, to qualify for mortgages, and then the millennials being stuck with not being able to be homeowners. I know the liberals have also uh, come out in their budget not long ago with some mention of some ideas, uh, specifically with CNHC, uh, making some uh, changes and enhancements for buyers and stuff. But uh, once again, uh, I don't think they consulted the right people because they're way off the mark. And sometimes the talk of doing something puts a market on hold while people are waiting for it, and none of it is even real. I don't even know why they mentioned it. So, uh, governments, a lot of times, uh, cause a lot of problems in people's daily lives and in the, uh, the business communities. And uh, that was just one of the things that I've always just quietly complained about uh, politicians poking their nose in places they shouldn't be, but. Uh, Again, that's probably a deeper discussion for okay.
0: So, do your political leanings uh, lay in a specific area? Are you a believer in less government? Uh,
1: I am a believer in less government, although I also believe that it's necessary uh, to be there. And back to your question about municipal provincial or or federal, you know, I have some ideas on on taxation and and things to support small business uh, because they're one of the largest employers in the the country. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, again, I could go on in a a lot of uh, areas, uh, you know, with the little I know, but I, I do know that governments are our businesses, and I would go from not necessarily fiscal restraint, um, but a better use of the taxpayers' dollars to accomplish more balanced budgets, uh, and at this point in the stage, reduce and eliminate deficits. And Newfoundland or Canada isn't unique uh, in uh, deficits because governments all over the world. Are hurting and, and it has to stop somewhere. So um, at one point taxes have to go up or services have to come down, or you have to get more creative as a government. And that's sort of where my early thoughts of ever being involved would uh, focus around that. And uh, and again, we'll see how that plays out one day.
0: So we're gonna have an upcoming or we have an upcoming federal election. Um, not not in the immediate future but uh, soon enough and um, what are your views on that? Um, yeah. What do you think about the chances of um, Prime Minister Trudeau being re-elected and um, what do you think about Andrew Scheer?
1: Again, I, I've only followed a bit of Andrew Scheer lately. Um, Trudeau, of course, has been in power and the name is well known. I'm actually reading, uh, a book by Bill Rowe, the premiers, Joey and Frank, Greek, power and lust right now, as we uh, as you were calling it. Um, you, you know, and again, I take no personal opinion about what somebody's done. I, I, uh, politicians are, are both loved and hated, uh, at the same time by other sides or, at uh, different times by the same groups of people. And, uh, you know, whatever's going on the the government uh, now, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, it's enough to uh, oust him, although if the last four or five provincial elections are any indication there's been a, a change of uh, power against what the federal uh, ruling party is, uh, but... You know, uh, time will will tell. It's a little early. I I don't think the election's still October. So yeah, uh, we're we're certainly going to hear a a lot more. And and, but what I don't like about politicians is always jumping on a certain bandwagon. uh, Right. You know, everybody uh, is stepping on Trudeau right now. And um, you know, I wish politicians in the news would talk about the things we need to do, uh, or we can do, uh, versus just taking these personal attacks.
0: I totally agree, and so what does the future hold for you? I don't know
1: um, yet. Yeah, you know, I reside in St. John's, although um, I think I spend more time on Air Canada. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, I've sort of weaned off of my core businesses that I've done for the last twenty plus years as a self-employed small business owner. And I've whittled down to just using some expertise to uh, be a consultant for some small businesses to um, help them uh, strive and thrive. And uh, I'm not uh, overworking myself, I've had a history of doing for my entire adult life. Um, So um, it's enjoyable uh, uh, as an independent consultant, and I'm working for. Um, A couple of clients now, and uh, enjoying the the freedom of I don't have to uh, be in an office and have a huge staff. um, It's
0: a little bit of uh, me time right now, so I've had the time to do a two-ton talk. (laughs) That's great. Well, um, as we wind up, um, you know, I really appreciate this. I know you're busy. Um, I just wanted to say that if people wanted to get more information on what you're doing, or, or actually try to access your services, um, is there any direction you can point them online?
1: Um, I have a simple website, acnefinancial.com and uh, it actually, it just changed, so uh, yesterday was updated um, as Acme Consulting, uh, so it's a, a different version of, of who I was, and uh, I'm not publicly out there in uh, social media, and I'm certainly not even looking for business, oddly enough, um, but uh, and as I say to people, I operate through Wi-Fi, so you get me through email, it's not going to happen, through Facebook, although uh, if I uh, ever want to follow through on political aspir- aspirations, I think that'll have to change. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's awesome, Shane. Well, it's great chatting with you and I look forward to reconnecting with you in person um, again I really appreciate your involvement with that humor's edge and and I hope that we get the chance to work on another project uh, sooner rather than later. I, I concur, so I look
1: forward to whatever opportunities we can bring to for reason.
0: Excellent man, well enjoy your time in Colorado and uh, we will be in touch
1: Alright, take care.
0: Okay, thank you so much.